Welcome. This is Gaining Christ Audio, and you are listening to Bible Big Words, where we concisely define an important or complicated Bible word in order to strengthen you in the knowledge of God's truth. In this episode, we will define the big word redemption and explain from what specifically every person needs redemption and how a person is actually redeemed. What is redemption? Generally speaking, redemption is to be rescued or liberated from an enslaving circumstance, captivity, and or debt, typically by the act or payment from an outside party. For example, a prisoner of war who is held captive by his or her country's enemy, who is then rescued or set free by some action or ransom payment by his country. Or when God liberated Israel from its 400 years of slavery in Egypt in 1450 BC, as recorded in Exodus. When the Bible speaks of redemption, it most often speaks of a spiritual redemption, which is the act of being set free from spiritual slavery into spiritual life and freedom with God. What then is the spiritual slavery that requires liberation through redemption for all people? This is an excellent question that many, unfortunately most, do not know the answer to. According to the Bible, there are four enslaving conditions that burden every single person that require redemption for us to be set free, whether we know this or not. Number one, every person is a slave or prisoner to spiritual death. We are all conceived and born spiritually dead. We have no spiritual life. We are in bondage to this death. We cannot escape it. We have no spiritual freedoms, nor the ability to know God, serve God, or please God in this state until we are redeemed. Number two, we are a slave, captive, or prisoner to sin, meaning that we are born enslaved to sin. Our nature, our governor, our heart is sinful, which means that sin has the power and control over our lives, motives, actions, behaviors, thoughts, being, and condition. Even if a person is very talented or successful in this world. Thirdly, we are a slave to Satan, the devil, and the controlling darkness of this world. It may not be as obvious in some cases. In fact, it's often not. But according to the Bible, every person prior to being redeemed is under the control and influence of Satan and the principles of the world. And fourthly, we are enslaved to condemnation or the penalty of sin, which is God's wrath to come against every person unless 
we are set free through redemption. All four of these points are clearly expressed and repeated throughout the Bible. If you want to look at a good place, look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. The question would be then, what has caused us as humanity to be enslaved to this dreadful bondage of sin and death and Satan and condemnation, as the Bible asserts? Well, for starters, we are all born into it. Due to Adam's sin, the first man that God made, who God appointed as the federal head over all mankind, his sin caused all mankind to be conceived and born condemned, and furthermore, enslaved to the sin of our sinful nature. Romans 5.18, Adam's one trespass led to condemnation for all people. Furthermore, Our own sin during our lifetime compounds our problems even further in this slavery. And the results are dreadful. An escapable bondage or slavery to sin, death, condemnation, Satan that we cannot get out of. Whether we know this or not, we are all enslaved to the above. The good news is there is hope. What is this hope and redemption that sets a person free from this dreadful slavery? This is another excellent question that more people should know the answer to. Hopefully you do, or at least soon will know the answer to. First, let me quickly explain what does not redeem a person from this slavery. Contrary to what many assume, want to believe, or even teach, there are many things that people actually trust in in order to receive redemption. Number one, yourself. You cannot escape from this slavery. There's nothing you can do, nothing you can achieve, no will or desire that can set you free. True redemption, spiritual redemption, comes from an outside source. Secondly, good works, religious regulations, or the attempt to follow commandments do not set a person free from this slavery. The Bible is super clear on this, super clear on this. Synagogue or church attendance, membership or services cannot set a person free, nor do, fourthly, religious acts such as baptism, communions, mass, confessions, prayers, or giving. These things are not necessarily bad. In fact, many of them are actually good. But the problem is if we trust in these things to be our way to redemption. And the Bible is clear that these things do not yield the results that many people are trusting in. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 3, if you are trusting in your good works or religious performance for redemption and forgiveness of sins and freedom with God, that that trust is simply a loss with God. The results are negative. And in fact, it's all crap. No offense. That's what Paul says in that passage. Colossians 2, if a person is trusting in these things, These things are impotent, verse 23, because they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh, meaning there's no way for 
religious good works or these activities or sacraments or prayers or whatever we may do to stop our appetite and set us free from the slavery and the desire and the the lunch towards sin. And in Romans 7, 9 through 11, Paul writes, if, you're, if you are trusting in good works or regulations or commandments, these commandments and regulations only make our slavery much worse because they actually, because of the power of sin, motivate people to do more sin, and they can't set us free. Therefore, how does a person truly get liberated or redeemed from the slavery of death, sin, Satan, and condemnation? The good news, God in his loving grace has provided a Redeemer, the Redeemer, our kinsman Redeemer, if you know the Old Testament context. God the Son enters humanity, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to these verses that describe the redemption in Christ. Colossians chapter 1, verse 14. For God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Titus 2, verse 14, For Christ gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people of his own possession who are zealous to do good works. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18, Peter writes, For it is not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that we are redeemed from the futile ways we inherited, but with the precious blood of Christ. Romans 3, 23 and following, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by God's grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. My friend, as you hopefully know, redemption is a gift of God by his grace through Christ the Redeemer. We are all slaves to sin. We are born into it in spiritual death and Satan and condemnation. And God in his loving kindness provided mankind a redeemer, his very own son. And through Jesus's perfect life and obedience to his father, Jesus's perfect and one and only sacrifice unto death and Jesus's resurrection from the dead, there is redemption that is accomplished and available to man. Jesus Christ paid our debt to set us free. And in this redemption, we receive forgiveness of sin, all sin. There is no condemnation for those in Christ, a new life, freedom to live and please and honor and truly serve God. All the benefits are fully received by those who truly trust in Christ Jesus, in faith, and his work for their salvation, forgiveness, and redemption. As Jesus says in John 8, 36, 
If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Praise the Lord. Please come to faith in Christ Jesus if you have not already. Well, thank you for listening. Spread the word.